welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Michael Zipovich. Hello. And today we are talking dynasty players, 25 and under. We're going to single out guys that we want to talk about. Because, well, it's our show and we could do that. That's right. That's right. We could do every We make the rules. Our rules. First rule of Dynasty uh, Fantasy Football Podcast is we talk about whoever we want to talk about. That's right. So uh, before we get into that, I'm uh, I'm back from vacation. 10 days of sunshine. Hey, look tan. Yeah, I feel tan. Bronze skinned. It was a good vacation besides me losing my uh, iPhone. Yeah, I remember. I remember uh, seeing that. Yeah, we were swimming at the pool, and uh, hey, didn't you weren't weren't you like saving lives or something like that? Yeah, my uh, two year old, uh, soon we took off the, my father in law took off the life jacket, his life jacket, decided to uh, do a cannonball in the pool with nobody in it. Yeah, and I was on the other side of the pool, and right before that, I was getting out of the pool with my other son. I asked my father in law, who was not in the pool, I was like, "Hey, can you grab my phone and my Bluetooth speaker, which I was listening to music at the pool?" Okay. He said, sure, no problem. My kid jumps in the pool. I jump in, of course, after him. I get him at the same time as my father-in-law. He jumps in, too. I look right at him as we got my son. I'm like, you still have my phone in your pocket, don't you? And he's like, oh, man. Brutal, man. Devastated. Because like, I, I have my phone on me 24-7. Oh, right. Who doesn't? I use it for everything. Yeah. You know, I use it to handle the Twitter account for the site. You know, right. My Twitter account. Uh, I literally use it for everything. So, yeah, it was destroyed. Obviously, because they're not waterproof iPhones. And, and did a, you get a new one? Oh, uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, good. Yeah, $800 later. <sighs> Brutal, man. First time I never had insurance on my phone ever. I didn't even know they still make insurance. Didn't First time I never had it. Did you ever try, did you try throwing it in rice? Isn't that yes, like the... for three days. Didn't work, yeah. Didn't even work. Yeah. Not at all. It was the chlorine, I bet. Yeah, whatever it was. It's something about like you're supposed to turn your phone off like right away. Uh Anyways, all these rules, yeah. It was toast. I still had the phone in the car as a memorial. I had to go spend eight hundred dollars to get a new phone because my wife was like, "Well, maybe you get the old phone, you know?" Because I have the iPhone for my work phone. I have the iPhone five. Okay. And now, like now that I have that, like once you go new bigger phone, you can't go back. Wow, no, it's I can't ter- type on that thing or anything. Right. I feel like you know what I mean. My thumbs are bad enough typing. So yeah, I had to go. If you follow Rich on Twitter, you definitely know that. <laughs> and I, so I had to go buy the new phone, and it was uh. Yeah, it was uh, it was a little ridiculous. You know what I mean? It was it was the price wise. I felt a lot bad of, doing it. And right. I had no choice. I had to get the same phone. You know, I need to. I need the sixty four gigs. Right. And iPhone six. And yeah, I tried to. I went to Verizon to talk to him. Like, hey, is there any scams I could run here? And there was one, but I had to go without a phone for a month. Yeah. Insurance, and it was like it would have saved me like five hundred dollars. I was like, I can't go out with my phone. For right. No one can. So that besides that, vacation was great. Good man. Crazy part is like if anybody's heard about like the shark attacks in North Carolina, like in Outer Banks. Yeah, that's where I go every year. And we're talking about them the whole time, you know. And I'm already freaked out going to the ocean. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, once you see Jaws or any kind of you know Sharknado, uh, yeah, you, you can't go back. Right. It's kind of hard to like be. And comfortable. You've seen Sharknado what like fifty eight times? At least fifty eight times. Yeah. It's my uh, it's my son's favorite movie. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Makes me know it. that Tara Reid's the worst actress in the world. That's awesome. And uh, well. The day before we leave, somebody got bit by a shark again, one the next city over to us. I would never go in the ocean after So the that last night. day I'm like I'm like, we're not going in the ocean. We're hanging out at the pool all day. You know, right. We're just pool in our backyard, just we're staying because we stayed right on the ocean too. Yeah. And uh she's like, Yeah, that's that's cool. We're not going. So we leave and the day we left, 
the next city over to the opposite side. Somebody got bit by a shark too. Crazy man. I'm traumatized. Yeah. So but nice. besides that, it was pretty good. Yeah, that's good. I'm tan, ready for the Fourth uh, of July parties that are coming up. Right. Hope everybody else has a great Fourth of July party coming up. Uh, but the key is I am tan. So yeah, you'll be looking better than everyone else. Last time for the year. Yeah, that's right, man. And it slowly starts to fade. So enough about me. Enough right. About my vacation. And I'm sure people are ready to uh, dive into some uh, football Dynasty? talk. Yeah, yeah man. Well, they don't hear about Rich Dotson's, uh wonderful vacation. I'm sure some people do. I'm sure somebody feels bad about me. Right, because I came over. I didn't even ask you about your vacation. No, you didn't. No. Yeah, great friend you are. Yeah. Eh, I, yeah. You know. I'm just like, man, Rich is sure as tan. <laughs> <laughs> you go tanning? So uh, today we're going to talk about 25 and under. All right. That's the, that's the, that's the, the requirement. Now, I don't know how old Russell Wilson is. 26. So he falls out of this. But I do want to talk about Russell Wilson. Because he's on the, he's in the news. And he's talking about possibly, now he hasn't asked this, but he brought up about $25 million. And I know you and I kind of somewhat already disagree on this. Right, because I, I think that was a fake number that he threw out. And they're going to have to pay him, right? Regardless. Uh, a, a zillion, uh, million percent. And we're talking about a guy that was the number three overall fantasy PPR quarterback last year. You know, Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson. And, you know, but at the same time, it's kind of hard to argue because he, he puts up these stats where he has no receivers and now he has Jimmy Graham. Oh, I can't, I can't wait to see. I, I, I love Russell Wilson. I've been on, I've been on board since day one, kind of like, our, you know, just going back to the pre uh, dynasty nerd days, talking to Matt at the gym, you know, he was always one of my dark horses. Like, ah, dude, just give him a shot, you know, blah, blah, blah. One thing leads to another his rookie year and he's playing and, He's just never had anyone around him, or nor is the offense kind of designed to highlight, I think, what Russell Wilson is fully capable of. I'm excited to see what he does with Jimmy Graham. Very excited. I mean, I think his numbers are going to go up, and, you know, nothing crazy. I, I just, and it is what it is. A guy's on a certain team, and that's... I it's hate, a huge factor. Right, and, and you can't, you can't you know, do anything about it, and maybe part of his success is that he's on the Seahawks. But, man, if he was in you know, a high-powered offense like New Orleans, for example, I, I think he would be put up, I mean, maybe not as good numbers as Drew Brees, but he'd be pretty damn good. I'm fully so. confident Mostly in that. Mostly because, I mean, you got to imagine, he ran for over 800 yards last year. So he, right. he gained majority of his fantasy points. I mean, he only threw for like 3,100. So he was on a lower spectrum of passing yards. But you can't make that argument against him just because he has no targets to throw to. But, you know, that 800 yards rushing, I think it was like 840-something yards rushing. I mean, that's, that's huge. Those are, those are like Michael Vick numbers back in the day. And Michael Vick was a terrible thrower. Yeah, he had a big, big gun. Yeah, questionable. <laughs> big gun, shooting blanks. Right. So, I mean, so what, what I want to say is, like, so Russell Wilson, I think he deserves, you know, now I'm no GM, but I think he deserves, like, 19, 20 million a year. Right, and you're cutting him short. He threw for almost 3,500 yards. Well, I'm cutting him for what yeah. he is. He's short. Right. Sorry. Short, smart. buddy. Short, smart, fast. Elusive. Right, man. So where do you think he is? Yeah, like, elusive's probably the better word. In a dynasty community. Like, where, because, like, what I'm worried about him is like when Marshawn Lynch leaves, I think that hurts him a little bit. I really do, just because I think that I think Marshawn Lynch just opens up so much more for his running game personally. You know what I mean? He's elusive, but you know, we also know that doesn't last in NFL. If you're a running quarterback, that does not last. Definitely somebody that's not five eleven. 
So in Dynasty, but he doesn't get hit very often. No, you know what I'm saying? Like he's that's smart. that's he what's runs smart. right because he he's a smart guy, man. He's very There's smart. something to be said for that. Look at the smart QBs in the league. Now, granted, they're not all running quarterbacks, but look at the smart they ones. Last. You know, those are the ones that last. Right. I've always said like, I don't and they care. adapt and they adapt their game, man. And that goes for a lot of sports. You know, uh, for example, you know, like Jordan did it in basketball, man. He changed his game. If you're smart and you're great, you learn how to play long you extend your career i mean True. injury injuries aside you know what i mean but yeah no absolutely and i always said forever like you know when it comes to nfl draft you know talking about a guy hey you could throw it 80 yards from his knees i'm like i don't care i want my quarterbacks to be two things two things i want them to be smart and i want them to be accurate right i mean great that's what i want right i mean quarterback. yeah i hear you so russell wilson, i love russell wilson in dynasty man. would you have him as like your number three overall dynasty qb um, yeah, three or four, man. I like him and Cam. I don't know. Those are my guys. Well, Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers are obviously ahead of them. Right. So, and then, so right around there, like, so you say three or four, because I, yeah, I would definitely take Cam Newton ahead of him as okay. well. And, you know, and, and we kind of didn't discuss Cam Newton prior to that, so I don't have much, I'm just kind of going off where it would be either it's a coin toss as of right now. I'm sure if I broke it down a little bit uh-huh. further. Um, but well, yeah, it'd be a, I mean, he was injured last year, but he finished as a 17th overall fantasy quarterback. Right. That's, Cam that's had that there. like weird year. Like, I don't think it's indicative of how Cam Newton is going to be Correct. moving forward. I mean, like, it's so easy to look at what happened last year. Well, if you play based everything on last year, I, you, you got to be able to look in the future you know what yeah, i mean i think dynasty, you have to look right. ahead as well yeah you can't like use all last numbers last year's stats you gotta look at it. and they're building better things around cam right as we speak and i mean those are earlier, my two favorite qbs there's there's a change in the guard you know what i mean besides okay you know aaron Rodgers, andrew luck every you know the next top tier quarterbacks you're talking like peyton manning ben roethlisberger drew Brees. i mean these guys you know tony romo tom brady these guys are old you know they're their days are behind them. I mean, you can get Peyton Manning right now pretty cheap. If right. You wanted to. I, I think just like maybe um, from a non-fantasy perspective, but I think at the end of the day, it all kind of correlates to the same. Once you get that, uh, once there is that true changing of the guard, you get rid of, and, and it's coming soon. Where Within a couple of years. Right. Where Manning, Brady, Breeze, those type of guys, uh, Roethlisberger, Romo, R- Romo too, and extent when because of injuries, I don't think he's as old as other other guys, but he's uh, the injuries are starting to pl- play a toll a little bit. But once that Roethlisberger gun- played all sixteen last year, I was t- I said Romo. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah his no, back is uh, right. That's yeah. why I, mean, I don't think he's as old as the other guys. However, I think the injuries for Romo are going to take its toll. His career will probably Backs be cut short, right? So, but once that true changing of the guard goes, do it's going to be Russell Wilson, Cam Newton. You know, and maybe it's so. Give me, give me your pick. I know we, you know, this is off the whim. One of these young, really young quarterback. I already have mine in my head, so I'm hoping it's gonna be the same guy. A really young quarterback, not Cam, not Russell. Okay, that's gonna get into that upper stratosphere. You know what I mean? It's gonna be, you know, I'd say Ryan Tannehill. I'm a big Tannehill fan, so I think he's gonna take a, a big jump this year as well. But not Tannehill. Give me a young quarterback you think that's gonna take that next step. I like Teddy Bridgewater. That's exactly what yeah. I mean as well. I think I, Teddy's going to be one of the top tier quarterbacks. I mean, you, you're, it's going to be like you're going to be able to win with guys like Matt Ryan and, you know, and Tannehill and stuff like that. But I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to kind of, is going to eclipse those. Or I hope 
I assume is going to eclipse those guys. As of right now, I have Teddy B and Tannehill. So if I'm doing a startup draft, you know, I'm tar- like I don't like taking. If you do, you do, but I don't like taking Andrew Luck early or the Aaron Rodgers early because I don't like missing out on that elite wide, young wide receiver. But I can get somebody like a Tannehill or uh, a Teddy B later. Those are two guys that I'd really love to get. And obviously, Jameis Winston, I'm a huge fan of as well. Right. He hasn't played it down yet in NFL. I'm still a big believer in him. But I would be like. That's a that's a realistic draft you can do in a startup coming away with like a Tannehill, Teddy B, and a Jameis. Right. Yeah. And you, the the thing about it that just for me, you know, the way I, if I was approaching a startup draft, I would definitely want shares of Teddy Bridgewater. But just due to the fact that we only have a one year sample size, while it looked like the trend was pointing up, I would still want something decent. As in Russell as, Wilson. As insurance, you know what I'm saying? See, I feel like something like I that. mean, maybe not necessarily even like Russell Wilson, but if it was like, uh, you know, someone that, hey, if, if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't pan out, I can play somebody else for uh, like a stopgap. Yeah, like a, well, uh, a Roethlisberger but, or something. And that's the thing. You can get a Roethlisberger or Drew Brees in a startup draft now. Those guys are going like rounds 15 or higher. You know what I mean? They're going, they're going pretty late. I mean, I don't know, maybe 15 is being exaggerated, but I know I've done the two yeah, recently listener leagues, like... so I wish I could go back and look at the drafts, but, I mean, they went, I remember going the whole time, like, Drew Brees is still on the board. Like, right. a lot of those guys, you'll see, that's a big thing, you'll see a lot of that, too, in startup drafts, like, guys that are older go way late, and those are guys you should really jump on just because you're still trying to win now. Right. And if a guy gives you two years, I mean, two years is two years. That's two, you know, that's 24 months, if my arithmetic is right. Absolutely. One, yeah. two, and that's and that's two years of a chance of winning the 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 entry fee or the pool or the pot or whatever yeah. you know what I mean. The money, high fives, right? So, and that's and that's the same thing. So, if you take a Drew Brees and a Teddy B, that's a real nice stopgap. You know what I mean? Two years of Drew Brees, real right in the Teddy B. Even if you have right. Russell Wilson, and if and if for whatever reason, now I don't believe this to be true, but if you know if if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't take that next step, then you got, you know, you got a time to, it doesn't hurt your team for this year and you have time to make corrections. Yeah. I know in one dynasty nerds league, I was really big. I really wanted Jameis shares, you know, mm-hmm. really wanted them. And I got Ryan Tannehill and Jameis Winston as two of my quarterbacks. I have somebody else in there too, like a little mixed guy, but love it. Like, I love it. You know what I mean? I like if Tannehill pans out and Winston pans out the way I do, I could have in four years, two of the top six fantasy quarterbacks. Absolutely. And that gives me a lot of good trade bait. And again, you need a good quarterback to win championship. It's kind of like the NFL; like their values is less because the you know quantity, you know, supply and demand. But at the same time, you still need that guy. Right, and you know, just to maybe put put a little bow on it because I know we have a lot of players we want to talk about under twenty five. But I I think once the true changing of the guard does does happen, and and Russell Wilson's already ranked high in dynasty lists anyways, but I'm talking about true NFL leagues, why he's worth the money. I mean, to me, it's him and Cam Newton are the, are the best young QBs in the league. Besides Andrew Luck. Or Aaron Rodgers mid card. Yeah, Yeah. no. Okay. And and Andrew Luck. Well, and I think it's easy to dismiss Andrew Luck because he's, doesn't he seem like way older, even though he's not, you know what I mean? So good. So early. Right. I, I, I feel like Luck and Rodgers are just like on this other stratosphere in terms of, fantasy production right where it just kind of just slipped my mind saying that but yes i mean it's definitely uh you know luck rogers they're the only ones going really high yeah you know like when you cam and if you do a startup draft the only guys going in the first round is andrew luck and aaron Rodgers goes like 
early second round, right around there. Because yeah, he's 31. So, yeah. you know. I, I mean, if you did redraft, you're taking probably Rodgers one, luck two. Right. But either way, you're coming with a great quarterback. Absolutely. So it's, it's really a win-win. But still in Dynasty, you still want that luxury over Rodgers. In opinion. Dynasty, yes, absolutely, 100%. So enough of all this QB talk. We've all got QBs, hopefully. If not, go out and get one. It shouldn't be that hard to get. Go get Jameis and Teddy B. There you go. Or Russell Wilson. Jameis. Um, guys under 25 that we, you know, and obviously we're not going to cover any rookies, really. We're not going to cover any guys that are already, like, really established. You know, like, even though one of these guys is pretty established, but. Uh, For the most part. Brandon, Brandon Cooks, you know. Right. Guys along those lines, we're not going to really get Le'Veon Bell. We're not going to talk about those guys. Because, again, we try not to be too obvious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we don't want everyone knows about Brandon Cooks. Everybody does. Right. Every, he, oh, okay, I mean, he was hurt. I took, him, I took him in the second round of a startup draft. That's how much of a bigger, big of a believer I am. He's only 21 years old. He's going to be a PPR monster. If that fizzles, I'm dead man. I'm a dead man. Dead man walking. Yeah, you know, I can live with it. It's so, not going to, it's not going to fizzle. Allen Robinson, uh, the hype, you know, Allen Robinson, he, he's on the, in the dynasty community. He's pretty, you know, like he's pretty highly thought of, but he's not established really. And it was kind of hard to say, like, Brandon Cooks is established, but he was the top rookie last year before he got hurt. Allen Robinson's 21 years old. They're building a really good offense there in Jacksonville. And right now, Allen Robinson is looking, again, we try not to get overexcited about OTAs, but he's looking really good. He, right now, is like kind of the clear-cut number one. And right now, the number two in Jacksonville right now is considered Allen Hearns, which is your man. Right. I... What's that? How many times did you men- did we mention Alan Hearns last year? I'm thinking right around over under has got to be a hundred. Yes. Yeah. We did the weekly Alan Hearns updates. Yes, we did. Yeah. And it, the best part about that though is it actually panned out. Like we talked about him every week, and all of a sudden he started doing really good. And we're like, look at this. That was awesome. Like the first week. Yeah, we got so many tweets. People, like, look at you guys. Yeah. Like people probably hate Alan Hearns as good we talk about. <laughs> it was I would put the over under at a hundred. Yeah. But Alan Robinson right now, I mean, we love them kind of Penn State. Big guy, right? Strong. Well, it's like one of those things where um, Jacksonville had so many wide receivers, kind of similar to what they got going on a running back right now, uh, you know, like name wise. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They have a lot of names, and even though we know Yeldon's going to put the cream rose to the top, and it seems like it's Allen Robinson. Yes, because like you know Marquise Lee, they had Cecil well, they took Short, Allen Robinson, right? So they had uh, Robinson, uh, Marquise Lee. Uh, Alan Hearns, Cecil, Cecil Shorts, you know what I mean? And it was like, which one of these guys is going to you know, emerge? And it's the cream rise at the top, and it, the, you know, it's, it looks like the winner is Alan Robinson. So especially for, I think Alan Robinson, um, I know a lot of our listeners are dynasty players, but you know they get into those office pools for redrafts. I think Alan Robinson's going to be one of those sleepers you're going to be able to nail. Uh, I think he's not going to be. I think the dynasty community is more hip to Allen Robinson than maybe the rest of the redraft leagues. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just seems to be everything that I follow, I read, has Allen Robinson. Uh, I read more about in the dynasty community. Oh yeah, and that's that's. I feel like that's why if you're a dynasty player, you get a huge edge in redraft leagues because you you know not only are you playing year round, you get new you know tidbits on the news. But then you know about guys that are about to take a next step. Yeah, you're you're like on the Alan cutting Robinson. right. You're on the cutting edge of the sleepers. And the key with Robinson is he's going to see a ton of targets. He's going to be targeted heavily, so he should he could be in that hundred hundred target if he can stay healthy kind of category. 
come away with like 70 catches, maybe he'll, you know, it all depends on Bortles. Yeah, because he, he had 19, or he was 19 targets away from 100 last year. You got it, and he was hurt. So you know that's only going to, to go up. He had 81 targets um, for 548 yards. So that's a I, lot of targets as right. a rookie, even. So, yeah, exactly. You expect those numbers to go up. So you expect those numbers to get close to the 100. Now, even though you have Julius Thomas there, you know, they bring TJ Yeldon, they're going to run the ball more. Allen Robinson's still going to be the number one in Jacksonville. And as that thing progresses, Allen Robinson has the potential to be three years from now in that top, tw- he could be a wide receiver one. He has that kind of potential and that uh, talent. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. And right now there's a lot of debate. You'll see questions out there, Allen Robinson or Kevin White. And Kevin White was the number four overall rookie this year, going in drafts pretty much. Uh, I know you had Devontae Parker ahead of him as well. And here's a, here's something. Kevin White's 22, Allen Robinson's 21. Right. And Yeah. Robin- and one's one's established first one isn't established exactly if you had to take and i know kevin white probably has a higher ceiling but i don't think it's that much drastically higher than robinson if you gave me the pick right now i think i would take Allen robinson over kellen kevin white i had someone ask me actually this on on twitter um it was between there was a list of like hey who do i prefer over like there was like five guys listed in uh some of the the guys on there that were on the list that I had a hard time because were Devonte Parker, Kevin White, and Allen Robinson, and I went Robinson, Parker, Kevin White. Mm-hmm. But how we they they listed like five guys, and for those ones, I just put two A, two B, and two C. It's like and, and, yeah, and I was like, you know, it depends on what day you ask me. But based off of a, a conversation that we had prior off air to the, we were talking about old drafts mm-hmm. and we were going over like the 07 or 07 rookie draft and we we're looking at 08 and like some of these older ones which i think one day down the road we'll do a podcast yeah, on for sure seeing that how many busts are in the first round it's almost alarming and shocking it really that is. i you know what it's like for sure take the established player so Allen Robinson seems to be trending up. I'm sure if you're looking at a lot of uh, dynasty overall rankings, Allen Robinson, uh, Kevin White, Devontae Parker, they're all going to be ranked similarly. There's something to be said for somebody that's already established. So based off of that, off of the, I, I'm, I'm pretty much cementing that I'm going to go Allen Robinson ahead of those guys. This drive you crazy sometimes when people trade like a good young or established player for like a high rookie pick. Right, because how and we know from playing years and years. Look at I can't wait to read off some of these names yeah. that were drafted in the first round of an older draft where where we have the full. We've seen these people's careers play out. So now going back and looking at it, it's like wow. Yeah, I mean, there's there's dynasty people out there that are trade tell you to trade like good fantasy players for like a first round pick. Like you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, take that. You know, even right now, like say Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson's arguably the best receiver in NFL. Right. Right? Yeah. He's getting up there, but he's still dominant. Like, oh, if you had, if you, so if you had to one forward, like you'd have to trade Calvin Johnson for one forward. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. I mean, you and I, before we started the podcast, we just, because we were throwing out an idea of doing an old, our old draft podcast, we went back to the 07 draft. Yeah. And we went through the draft. An 07 draft, besides Calvin Johnson, Adrian Peterson, Marshawn Lynch, you wouldn't even like any of these guys are in were like anything. Greg Olson, 
Greg Olson. Okay. Over there. And I actually traded, I actually had a seventh pick there and I traded the Dyn- at Dynasty Matt for Michael Turner the year before he went to, yeah. you know, San Diego. It was like a, or uh, Atlanta. It was a great trade for me. Yeah. But that's it. Greg Olson, Adrian Peterson, Calvin Johnson, Marshawn Lynch. Now, those are great guys. Here we are eight years later. Right. Those guys are still start high end dynasty players. Right. But, but the other guys, the league are, are bust out. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about an entire draft. Yeah. An entire draft. And we'll do an episode on that. But again, you're talking names out there like in first round picks, Brady Quinn, Jamarcus Russell. I mean, give me the established guy every time. So even though Allen Robinson and Kevin and uh, Kevin White, you know, are yeah. close. And if you took Kevin White over Allen Robinson, I would be like, hey, hey, what are you doing? No. I'm no. a dynasty expert, buddy. No. Listen to me. No, absolutely not. But if Allen Robinson only played 10 games last year at 48 receptions for 548 yards. We mentioned the targets already, but if you take his, if it was a 16-game average, you know, mm-hmm. say he played all 16 games, he's on, he, he would have had 76 catches, you know, if you, if you break it down, you and know. well over 100 targets. Right. So, I, I don't know. To me, I, I think Allen Robinson has an arrow pointing up. And with that, too, with those targets, don't, I, I want to bring his name up for 101st time, Allen Hearns. You know, Alan Hearns last year finishes the 43rd overall fantasy receiver. And people see, if you see startups, people taking Marquise Lee over Alan Hearns by like rounds, like many rounds. Yeah. Like a lot of rounds. Yeah. I've seen him go. Marquise Lee. I remember our, our, our RSO draft. I mean, Alan Hearns was an afterthought way at the end. Like you're, I tried to get him. He was one of those guys that are bidding for $500,000. And then just, I know. So I got outbid for him because I spent all my wow. money. Yeah. I wanted him, and I everyone else was going for five hundred thousand dollars at that time, which is like the bare bones minimum contract that you're just adding guys at the end of your roster. And I just think someone from our league was trying to just give me a hard time and outbid. Out, yeah, I, you, I, they uh, know you're Mr. Allen Hearns, right? And I didn't have any money. I couldn't keep bidding. Like I was out of money Same basically. Thing, so so it was like, where they're trying to outbid me on CJ Spiller. Yeah. Like, just to be, a, ha- yeah. Just, just cause they be know jerk. I wanted them. And right. like, I'm like, listen, man, it's not going to happen. I'm getting CJ Spiller. He's gonna be a top. I think he's gonna be a top seven fantasy running back this right. year. Right. Yeah. It's just one of those. Yeah. Someone was trying to show me up. And Alan Hearns. I mean, Alan Hearns might be a really good buy low target right now. Like his ceiling's only point up. I mean, we're t- again, we're talking about somebody that finished outside of wide receiver three is the 44th overall fantasy receiver. But he finished over guys that you talk about you wouldn't realize that would go higher, Jarvis Landry, who had a really good fan, like you consider for a rookie, had a really good year last year. Well, Alan Hearns had a better year than him. Keenan Allen, he had a better year than Keenan Allen. He had a better year than John Brown, Pierre Garçon, Larry Fitz, Brandon Cooks. Right. I think I think the one thing that kills or had killed Alan Hearns, um, you know, is he had some drops and he was – uh, more so like a boomer bust type player. That's you know what I'm be. saying? He wasn't steady. Like where I picture, and I don't, unfortunately don't have his stats in front of me because I can't have everyone's stats in front of me, but Jarvis Landry to me seems someone that was consistent, consistent. very steady. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. But that's the misconception. It helps when you have like three touchdowns in a game for, you know, 150 yards, right. it helps your fantasy numbers right. overall. But again, he did it as a rookie, a seventh round rookie pick. So his odds undrafted are get, rookie, undrafted rookie. Yeah. So he's going to get better. You know what I mean? He's gonna, he's gonna for where, again just exact just where he's going in drafts. You know what I mean? He's a real nice target that you can get that you may be able to start. And right now, might finish as a number two receiver in Jacksonville. 
And again, Boomer Bust, a lot of those kind of players in his caliber start off as that kind of like guy, you know? Again, I, I always go back to his name because that's he was a, the definition of it was like Deshaun Jackson was like a huge Boomer Bust guy on a weekly right. basis. And, you know, those guys aren't like guys you want to start on a weekly basis. Anyways, obviously he finished at 43. You don't want to start him on a weekly basis. But a bye week, hopefully you throw him in there, he comes away with a multiple touchdown game or two catches for 110 yards. So, Allen Robinson, Kevin White, we both agree. I would go Allen, Allen Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, Allen okay. Robinson over Kevin White. Next guy, uh, Devontae Adams. And you hear his name a lot more over the last couple of weeks really coming up. Uh, Devontae Adams is 22. Second year going into the Packers. And his name is even coming out of Green Bay a lot. Like Aaron Rodgers is talking up Devontae uh, Adams. And remember, Devontae Adams coming out of Fresno State, was, he led all receivers in touchdowns. I mean, we liked him a lot. I mean, him going to, like, Green Bay was like, oh, this could be a downer if Randall Cobb signs. But he was, like, huge because we thought Randall Cobb, at least I thought Randall Cobb wasn't going to resign. Yeah, you definitely thought Randall Cobb wasn't going to resign. But, you were a Co- oh, Cobb, Cobb snob. snob for right. sure. Now I, now I love him. Now he's back in Green Bay. Well, I love him. Oh, you got to love him. Well, he's you only know. 23, 24, too, so he's yeah. young. Yeah, he was what? 24, I think. Uh, but Rand- Devontae Adams, I mean, we got to remember, Jordy Nelson's coming off of hip surgery and in the second half of the year randall cobb out targeted jordy nelson there as well still love jordy nelson but to me right now i'm selling high on jordy if i'm a jordy nelson owner i'm selling like i think you're selling huh i am i think last year was his peak i don't think he tops i think still has a very good year like don't you know he can still finish as like a high-end uh wide receiver two or maybe a possibility you know maybe even still as wide receiver one but i think randall cobb overtakes him in fantasy points uh for sure i, I think the targets are i think randall cobb's gonna see a little bit more targets i think Devonte adams is gonna hurt jordy nelson just a little bit not enough where i don't think you know adams comes in i'm, I'm not starting adams this year but he could be a wide receiver four this year yeah Devonte could be a good film like you know he's gonna put up some he's gonna put up feasible numbers if you need to in a pinch like you're not going to be you know if you're in a pinch or whatever there's a lot worse options than you can go to you know you know what i mean so like so if you have to start them a few games i don't think that's horrible because in green bay it's like kind of starting alan hearns though at the same time like a wide receiver that's where he's probably going to finish right around in the 40s most likely right yeah you're right now if jordy nelson gets hurt or randall cobb gets hurt i mean look out this guy could probably explode onto the dynasty or on the fantasy scene. I mean, this guy, he's, yeah, he's, he's another guy. He's, he's another guy that your redraft players just probably don't know about. Um, but in green Bay, you certainly, and we've seen it in other high octane offense team, three wide receivers can put up. I mean, I mean, it's a perfect world, but three, 1000 yard seasons, you know what I mean? And Devonte Adams is fully capable of it, especially when you don't have a tight end. They have no, yeah, they have nothing. It's those three guys. And you, and you have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. And you have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, so, which is awesome. You're right. I mean, you may be able to get and, away. And you got to keep, and you got to keep, keep them honest because they have Eddie Lacy at running back. Yeah. So the defense can't just, you know, focus on the pass the whole game. And I, and I fell, and I fell into this. I think Devontae Adams, like three years from now, two years from now, not even three, like two years from now is going to be like a stud. You know what I mean? Like an absolute stud. Like somewhere in, in, in my, uh, and not in the Dynasty Nerds League, but in my other uh, Dynasty, because I only just do the, the two. I'm not in 48 leagues that you're in. So, 52. Uh, yeah, 52 now. Um, somewhere in like October, I traded 
a second round pick for Devontae Adams. Really? It, yeah. I got yeah, so it was it was in October? Yeah. I believe so. Right right wow. around there. Way to bend somebody over that one, huh? Yeah. So you got Devontae Adams for a second round rookie pick. Yeah. Oh, you gotta be ecstatic. Yeah. I, I was. Would, I'd be jumping up and down. People yeah, like, what are I you doing? It. Right. Like, what are you doing? Celebrate. Right. Yeah, it was, why are you high fiving the kids? Like, I just got Devontae Adams for a second round pick. It's like, who? right? Like, maybe it wasn't necessarily October, but it was a time where it was like, all right, hopefully this, you know, hopefully this pans out. Maybe it was before that, you know, I don't know. Maybe it was closer to the start of this. I'm not really quite sure on the time frame. Maybe now you have me He's questioning it. Right? He's only 22. Yeah, only 22. And again, I mean, Jordy Nelson's a year older, coming off hip surgery. Randall Cobb is a smaller receiver. You know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get hurt, but you're more prone to get hurt yeah. uh, a caliber of his size. So Devontae Adams, I definitely like what you said in the redraft leagues this year. It could be something you can get like super late. That like might be one of the guys like down the road that can help you win a championship. Even if you're an owner now, like, if, you know, the time comes right, he'll be one of those guys that can kind of put you over the edge because he'll put up what he'll most likely put up like at the end of the year if he ends up starting wide receiver one numbers. Yeah, he's definitely worth it. Yeah, in, in a redraft. Because you're gonna know the dynasty players are gonna know about them over the redraft players, and it's somebody they could have if if a spot opens up. Or and I still, I still think you can put up the numbers in a three man rotation. But if so a, but if a spot opens up due to an injury, he's gonna uh, it's watch out. Yeah, and he's somebody that's like he's on the map. You know what I mean, Devontae, You know, same thing. Allen Robinson. These guys are on the map, but they're not established yet. That's what we're talking about. These are guys that we think are become very established like, the guys we're talking about now are guys that we really kind of like that are under 25 now, yeah right so far and now the next guy too is somebody now this guy is very established in the dynasty community but i just want to mention him just because of age alone deandre hopkins finished as the 40th overall ppr fantasy player last year 14th overall rookie deandre hopkins is only 23 years old his value I mean, obviously, I value him very much. I made that trade in my dynasty league last year. I gave up Eddie Lacy for DeAndre Hopkins, and I gave up, I gave up Eddie Lacy and one four for DeAndre for DeAndre Hopkins one seven and one twelve. And I still I still like my side of the trade because I feel like I'll be able to get like a TJ Yeldon or Nelson Aguilar there, mm-hmm. and then hopefully Jameis Winston. Right, I'm hoping that'd be uh, that'd be a steal. Yeah, so he'd have Eddie Lacy and let's say Kevin White, and then I have DeAndre Hopkins. T.J. Yeldon slash Nelson Aguilar slash Jameis Winston. My side, right? Yeah, definitely. Pick me as the winner. Absolutely. You're the winner. Thank you. Ring the bell. Champion. Tingling. Tingling. Uh, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is one of those guys. You know, if we were doing this podcast two, three years ago, well, it would be three years ago, we'd be loving DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. Yes, because people, when people were talking to Von Austin, uh, we were talking DeAndre Hopkins. Right. You and I. That is that is full out fact, hand on whatever you deem appropriate, a Bible yes. or the Le'Veon whatever. Yeah. We had we had DeAndre we had DeAndre Hopkins number three overall on our board that year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What, what what was the what was do you know offhand? G, you, you had Geo one. Oh, okay, yeah, right. I did you, not have Geo yeah. one. Okay. Uh, I actually had I had Monty Ball one. Yeah. <laughs> but then we had uh Eddie Lacey. And then we had DeAndre Hopkins and we had Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. I remember trying aggressively in the Dynasty Nerds League to get DeAndre Hopkins again to trade that. up. And I almost felt like, and this is maybe just being, I don't want to say it, 
because I really don't have an ego at all. But I felt like I drove up his value because I wanted him so bad. And I was like, ah, what can I do to keep moving up? And it just seemed like, I don't know, like it brought so much attention to Andre Hopkins. He ended up going like fourth in our draft or something he or went fifth, fifth. Fifth. He went fifth overall right behind, right after. But Lacey. I felt like if I, if I didn't like make a push to try to move up so bad, I was like, I, I felt like, man, maybe we, I, he would no, just he would have slipped. No. We still had him at, we still were talking. I mean, he was still okay. out there, but I mean, people could talk Odell Beckham all they want, and he has great hands. I think DeAndre Hopkins has the best hands in the NFL. I mean, his hands are like glue. They really are. And you can That's look a bold at, statement right there, sir. That, that you can, if you look at it, look at uh, DeAndre Hopkins last year. He made a catch just like that Odell Beckham over the middle. Just if not more spectacular than that. Okay, it's kind of hard. You can't be more spectacular. You're not. Yeah, it's not more. But equal to that, but the play was called back. Okay. Hopkins made literally almost exact same catch with the fingertip catch. The guy has hands like glue. Uh, he's only he just doesn't, years he doesn't old. get as as much pub as he should. I don't know if it's the team or it's just his person. You know, he's just like kind of low key. You know, I don't know what it is. He, you know, he just definitely doesn't get as much pub as he should for no, how good it you're is. You're right. Nobody really talks to DeAndre Hopkins. When they talk like elite receivers, even when I threw it out there right away. Now, I did get some good positive reviews about that trade when I made it and I put it out there on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But I guess I bet a lot of people would say, hey, I traded Eddie Lacy. Oh, he's a number two dynasty running back for DeAndre Hopkins. But to me, it was a no brainer. You know what I mean? Like, for me personally, like I and I am getting more. You know what I mean? I am getting more out of the pick for that because he wanted Eddie Lacy so bad, and I was like, "Yeah, give me DeAndre Hopkins, man. That's who I. That's who I want." Yeah. And at twenty three, you could talk quarterback woes all you want. Next year is a deep quarterback class. At twenty three, you got you got five more years. This guy's pretty much in his like peak prime. Yeah. Sit down for a quarterback. Right, and by then Eddie Lacy's be up. Oh yeah, Eddie Lacy's out of the league in five years. Yeah. If if you ask me personally, just like the kind of now could he be like a Jerome Bettis kind of guy, but he's always had the foot problems already. Yeah. To me, Eddie Lacy is a guy, and I know this might sounds crazy. I already did it once, so I'm, I'm not talking about you know I'm not just making stuff up here. Is a guy I'm trying to trade. You know what I mean? Oh, you're, you're crazy. Hashtag two to three year window. You're crazy. The kind of back. I like him. He's really good. I don't see for me personally. I don't see the long term. I just so I I see Eddie Lacy in like again it's a lifetime maybe like three years kind of being almost like his value starting to go. and I could be wrong but to me he I'm not all in on Eddie Lacy you know what I mean longevity wise I guess like length of career wise for me personally um, and, and I, I mean I guess the style of play like bodes to the you know but he's really good but at the same time like I mean who'd you rather have DeAndre I Hopkins would... or Eddie Lacy. But just to say that you would be trying to trade, at, now granted, you did make a trade. Everyone's tradable. Yes. You know what I'm is. saying? But to say to like to actively pursue trading Eddie Lacey, I would just, you know, that that, well, that kind of goes to, to sometimes you are extreme to a point. I think that's an extreme statement. Only because, here's here's the reason why. Okay. okay? Because right now, Eddie Lacey's arguably people consider the number two overall dynasty running back. Right? Okay. The running back rankings change on a on a yearly basis. Okay, so you, you, can, do. you can expect possibly any of the three running backs this year: Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, T.J. Yeldon to possibly leap him with very good rookie years this year. In that possibility, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but that that is op, that's putting a lot it's of a, it's a yeah. Not saying it will happen. You know, obviously I'm not saying that. But I think with the fluidity of running back, the situation right now, I think, and if you could afford it, all depends on how many running backs you can, you have. I could afford it at the time. You know, I have LaShawn McCoy. I have Carlos Hyde. I have Andre Ellington. I'm, I'm not saying that it's a bad trade, but what I'm trying to say is 
I think you do. Like, I think you upgrade your team for the long run better with Eddie Lacy without like. But that's Eddie that's Lacey how training. those. I mean, we said it for that's how the running backs are though. You know, they're they're good for three or four years. I mean, you might as well max three to four them. years. What are you what are you changing the hashtag? It's two two to three year right, window. No, man. I, I get, get that. It. I get that. But you know, I mean, twenty four to twenty eight. That's like a good. You know, if we're prime talking years. about age, those are good prime years. He's twenty four, so twenty four to twenty eight, and really to just say like, so you're getting rid of a guy that's in in theory in that in that window of when you want him. Not saying that your trade is bad because again, everybody's tradable. But to say he's a guy I'm trying to trade, I don't know. That's that to me seems extreme. I just can't buy into that one. I'm I'm telling you, like well, a lot a lot of I'm times. Saying. Sometimes I sometimes even if I don't necessarily a hundred percent agree. I'll just go along with it, just not because your points are sense. valid. Yeah, yes. I'm like, okay, I get this that. This make no sense. This to makes you. no sense to me. See, I'm again, sorry. If you can afford it, you're. I'm not again. I'm not saying you're giving them away. I'm saying you're making it like. De- I think DeAndre Hopkins this year and Eddie Lacy's points, fantasy points, will be pretty close. And again, I get an extra I'm not, first round I'm pick not, out of it. I, we gotta we gotta backtrack because I'm not trying to argue DeAndre Hopkins versus Eddie Lacy. I can talk to you while you walk. I'm trying. I'm trying to argue the point where you said actively try to trade. Act, he's a guy I'm trying to trade right now. It, I, I right? am. I am. If I can afford it, and okay, and I'm not just again. It's not. I'm not actively trying to trade him just to get whatever I can get for him, but to see what I. He's one of those players like. Like some guys I wouldn't trade. Like Le'Veon Bell, I'm not trading. You know what I mean? Okay, then why wouldn't Julio Jones? I'm not trading. What I'm saying is Eddie Lacy's not on that list. You know what I mean? Eddie Lacy is somebody I'd at least like. I'm not throwing Le'Veon Bell's name out there. You know what I mean? I want to keep Le'Veon Bell. I got offered AJ Green straight up for Le'Veon Bell, and I said no. So, like he's Robert Gronkowski. He's not somebody I'm trying to actively trade. And, and again, Eddie Lacy is a name I'd be willing to throw out there to see what I can get, and I think you might be surprised about the offer you might get. I think somebody might be willing to pay, overpay, because they feel like they're getting the second overall fantasy dynasty running back, and they might be willing to trade you like the seventh overall dynasty receiver, where you can get good good value there. Ever everyone's I everyone's up for trade if if the offer is fair. Yes. Absolutely. Just as to be well, like, the obvious over there, okay, Captain. but what, but again, we'll and we'll just, Sailor, we'll just Captain. move on after I make my final closing arguments. The, just to say that like, man, I got Eddie Lacy on my team, man, I'm worried. I'm going to go out and I'm worried that his career is not going to be long. I'm going to go out and try to trade him right now. That just seems ridiculous. I'm not to wor- me. Again, I'm not worried. Oh, you sounded worried. I, th- I think, I think hashtag two, three year window defines him really well. Okay. Like I, you know, obviously, I think I think Le'Veon Bell has a longer window. You know, I th- I'd put him hashtag four to five year window. But he's enter, he's he's entering that right now where it's just gonna for the next few years. Eddie Lacy's gonna be dominant. Uh, you know, granted, injuries aside, injuries aside, I mean he's pretty healthy last year. So we're, I mean, Eddie Lacy last year finishes a six overall fantasy running back, middle of the pack, right? All right, or top six, middle of the pack, or top six. I think, and, and there's guys that are behind him now, like Lashawn McCoy, C.J. Anderson, Jeremy Hill, that could jump him. And there's younger guys that are jumping in this year too. It's a really big class. And then next year, there's Ezekiel Elliott and Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, I don't know. I like Eddie Lacy. So but, Eddie Lacy like is like the fifteenth best running back now. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is like right now, like I I always see him kind of like right there. Like he finished this year six, which is really really good. You know what I mean? Right. I'd rather have a really good young receiver than Eddie Lacy. Okay. Just me. He's not somebody in startup. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to argue. Drafts, if you, na- if you name the right guy, then yeah, I'm cool with it. But okay. I'm just, I'm maybe it's the, the statement threw me off. 
I'm running this guy. Just tweet at me that I'm running. Yeah. So as I stand up in my chair. Well, let's talk about another running back here. All right. That's under 25 that we want to talk about who you can get way after Eddie Lacy. Jill Bernard, 23, PPR guy. I feel like in the Twitter world, and I judge almost everything, you know, besides articles I read pretty much off of Twitter. 100%. Everything I do is based off of Twitter. My life it revolves around Twitter. Because, I think we had this argument. It's like one of the greatest inventions yeah, of since 2000. And, I, and you said like fans, fans or something yeah. ridiculous. Hashtag sleep fan came yeah. in and you were blown away how many blown Twitter on. responses we get. Thank yeah. to everybody that because we got like literally like 150 responses of people that put in the hashtag, hashtag sleep fan to Mike. And Mike literally for a week was just like, I can't believe this. I, he yeah. was literally flabbergasted how many people sleep with the fan on ridiculous but and to let you know how serious i am we bought a little mini fan and took it on vacation with us to make sure we had a fan. you're serious about that yeah, stuff I upstairs yeah you know? good man so geo bernard 23 years old i feel like he's kind of fallen by the wayside in the dynasty community where he still has value but people are treating him like i swear i saw an offer like hey would you take i had an offer for a high second round pick for geo bernard and i'm like what Really? I'm like, no, you want Gio Bernard, dude. Like, he's he's still a quality fantasy running back. You know what I mean? He still he still has value. He was a seventy now he was a seventy second overall fantasy running back last or fantasy player last year, but he's a twenty third overall uh, PPR running back. Yeah, so because he was 40, a running back too. Or except forty three catches last year, which is huge in PPR yes. for a running back, and he's. Uh, not exclusive. So if he's on the field more, you could only imagine. So with him being young, you would have to imagine. And I'm sorry, he was 18th overall fantasy running back last year. Okay. But you'd have to imagine, I I think, it, you know, I've stated this quite a few times, and, you know, I am definitely on the Geo bandwagon. Um, I just think it's just a case of the Jeremy Hill just so happens to be so good. So good. That... Uh, unfortunately, Gio Bernard, it's, you know, it's to his detriment that uh, Jeremy Hill's so good. So with being 23, he, you have to assume he's going to get another contract and it might be somewhere else. Right. And with him being so Kinda versatile, like Spiller, you know, right. Somewhere nice like that. Yeah. You've seen, um, there's been a handful of backs like that, uh, that don't get it. Like Reggie Bush found success in, in other spots. Marshawn Lynch found success right. in another spot. Someone, tons of Michael Turner, tons of, tons of running backs do that. Right. Because in, in, in his case, he's versatile. He can catch and he can run. I think, I think Gio Bernard has a long shelf life of being a contributor. At 23, you could easily say he has a solid five more years ahead of him for the back kind of back he is. And he's somebody right now that is falling by the wayside. You could probably get for for what he really is right now. Again, finishing last year as 18th overall fantasy running back in PPR. So, uh, you know, a mid running back too, which is really, really good if you have on your roster. You need those guys. I mean, those guys are uh, invaluable. Yeah, you can't have all superstars, obviously. And, and obviously, Jeremy Hill is like a big kind of, you know, he's he's a darling right now because he started late and he still finishes as a 10th overall fantasy running back last year. Yeah. Which is insane, right? So Absolutely. His, but and they're still talking about in Cincinnati they they still want to split the workload. You know what I mean? It's a, even in Cincinnati they're not in Cincinnati they're not talking about like oh sorry Geo Jeremy Hill's this good. They want they they knew Jeremy Hill succeeded last year by using Geo as well. And Hill will probably start, but G, it's not like Geo's numbers are going to like drastically go down. And I think that's what it is. I think I think because I think the community thinks because Hill did so good last year 
finishes as a 10th running back, that like Gio's just not going to be used as much anymore. I think it's complete. I think they're going to use him pretty much exactly the same. So you can look at him as he finished 18th last year with the possibility of rising. You know, Matt Asiata finished ahead of him. That ain't going to happen, but then AP would slip in there. Uh, Drake Bell probably won't have those same kind of numbers. You know what I mean? So I think it's safe to say that you can expect probably a, right around a thousand total yards from Gio Bernard. Yep. And, you know, based off his first two years, I mean, they're strikingly similar. Uh, his rushing stats, 695 yards rookie year versus 680 yards his second year. Rushing attempts, only two difference. He had two less uh, his second year versus his rookie year. So use it almost identically. The receptions took a little hit because of Jeremy Hill, and that's obviously probably because he wasn't on the field as much. Uh, 56 receptions versus 43. Um, so 514 yards versus 349 yards versus the second year. But he, you got to imagine that that that's probably somewhere that's what he's going to probably do. And a thousand total yards. Is it elite? Uh, okay. Is it where I drafted him rookie year? Number one overall. Absolutely it, not. No, but is he someone that you can put in your lineup if you need to? Absolutely. You start him on a weekly right. basis. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, you could have got Le'Veon Bell. You could have got Eddie Lacy, but you could have took Monty Ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. You came with Gio Bernard. Is he the best player of that draft? No. But I, you don't call that as a whiff because you're starting him on a weekly basis. I, again, we uh, went through that draft before in 2007. You'll take anybody that you can start on a weekly basis. Absolutely. You know I mean? so, so, yeah, granted, yeah, there was there was some misses, but he's definitely still productive, you know, and I'll take it. We redid, redid that draft. You know, obviously, Le'Veon would go one. Yes. Uh, Lacey would go two. Mm-hmm. And then probably Hopkins three. I would take Hopkins two personally. Okay, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah, obviously, yeah. We just talked about it for twenty five minutes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Geo is right there at four. You know what I mean? And still coming away very happy. And that's like, do what do you know now? So the point is, like, Geo is only twenty three. He's a PPR back. Guys like that have longevity. You know what I mean? And he's somebody that's. I mean, I just see a lot of stuff out there on Twitter, on forums, that people are, like, kind of almost, again, not giving him away, but, like, you throwing him into, like, juicing up a package that all of a sudden makes that package, like, way better because Geo's thrown into it. So he might be somebody you want to kind of want to target. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, like, I think part of it has to do with just the way the media is uh, nowadays. There's so many avenues for media. People are trying to grab attention. You know, people call them hot takes or whatever. You know, they just like they're kind hot of ex- yeah, mm, <laughs> hot, hot cakes. Uh, people kind of go extreme sometimes. You know uh, what I mean? I think they're just like overboard on Gio Bernard. Yeah, I mean, I think so too. Uh, I think you know, again, it's just one of the things. I think I think you could take advantage of the Jeremy Hill hype by getting Gio Bernard. Yeah, you know I mean? absolutely. Because I think I think people will in season will come back to reality and see that Geo is performing right around. And if he does it for the next four years, he finishes his wide receiver or running back like 16, 15, 18. That's phenomenal. And if he's putting up a thousand total yards at every year, that's pretty decent. And I, I think you can fully expect that. And what's the biggest thing you want out of your running backs anyways? Consistency. Absolutely. It's so hard to find. Based off his backs. first two two years, he's pretty consistent. Let's see what year so, three brings. Right. You know, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure on this podcast, I'm sure like a name like Geo's gonna come up many times. You know, definitely yeah. after the season, he's gonna be somebody that's always gonna be kind of like. Well, because I'm sure people are wondering. Yeah, now, he's a guy. People, he's uh, 
a polarizing guy in the fantasy community right now. I would say, right? He's just his his stock is down. Yeah, and I feel like his stock should be stocks down, and we say buy. Yeah, where we don't might... overpay, but pay appropriately, yeah. you know, or attainable. get him as yeah, he's obtainable and so on. And yeah. just know you're getting a mid second running back too, which is really high value. Again, right. you're still talking about guys like you know. CJ Anderson, LaShawn McCoy, where he finished last year. Like that. Obviously, McCoy's way higher. Um, next guy we're talking about who finished as the 59th receiver, Martavis Bryant, 23. Yeah. Stock up. I mean, stock not stock up. up, but I mean, somebody I really liked. You know? Yeah, he was a, he was a dark horse uh, last year. And but somebody we acknowledged that could, you know. Right, I mean, that had that potential to be, yeah, he was coming a. Coming out of Clemson, always behind, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. Right, yeah. we mentioned him as a sleeper, and it, it came, to, you know, he once he got on the field, he didn't Produce come off, you know. Machine. Right, and so, Pittsburgh's forming a really nice offense. They are one of the most prolific in the NFL. Yeah, I, I'm very interested to see how that, you know, I would assume that Martavius Bryant gets the number two gig. I see no way how he does not. You're you're 100 right. I feel the same way, but it's still I some of the headlines that I you know, read it. It's a little for bit. Who, I mean, for, uh, Marcus Wien. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. I don't even think it'd be an option. I, okay. I, I think Mark, you know, I, think I read Mark, that he's doing well in camp. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. I don't care about it. Again, okay. I, I don't, I don't get overexcited about OT. Like right, I, I have my, you know, I have my, I don't own. like Marcus Wheaton. I'm just I saying. Well, I'm, I'm reading that, uh, uh, Taylor Taylor Gabriel looks great. He's the best receiver on the field in Cleveland. Probably is. Buy there's low. not there's not very many good receivers in Buy Cleveland. Buy low is and go pick him off your waiver wire. Uh, that's right. He's free. But I'll let you know here in Cleveland, they're talking Taylor Gabriel looks fantastic. Get out of here. <laughs> so, that's a lie. I mean, Martavis Bryant, twenty three. Just kind of want to throw him out there because he's on the list of twenty five hundred. That's not really established yet. But something that I really like a lot. Yeah, I wonder, like, I want, I'm interested to see uh, how Sammy Coates does there as well. I mean, could it be, like, something down the road, you know, like uh, they Antonio They Bryant Br- walk. Or I was just thinking, like, Antonio Brown, you know how. He's still really young. Yeah, he is. I see it. I can see one of those things because they paid uh, Antonio Brown, and, you know, it's Pittsburgh, where Brian gets really good, and he goes out and signs somewhere else. Because they let him walk for the money. Yeah. Yeah. And they draft somebody else. And in the meantime, see what Sammy Coates is. Because I yeah. think Sammy Coates is like three years. Like, he needs to develop. You know what I mean? He's really oh, you're, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. So, but Martavis Bryant has a lot of upside. You know what I mean? He's yeah, not something he... I'm really going out to actively try to get. But if I have him, I'm like really excited. Oh, yeah. You're pumped that you drafted him. And I think this, I think this year, I think this year we'll know a lot more about Martavis Bryant. You know what I mean? Like, I think we'll see his, his future will be a lot more clear this year going to this year. Because, you know, usually it's like three years. For him, I think we'll know, like, pretty early into the season yeah. when we have a Martavis Bryant. All right. I, I would, yeah, I and would I feel agree. really good about what we're going to see. Yeah. Touchdowns I mean, Basically, from, from all that, you know, that I've, it seems like he had to work on his route running. And it seems to be early indications that, that it's paying off, so... Yeah, so Martavis Bryant, he's on that list of yummy. Yeah. Is yummy the right word? No, it's disgusting. It is pretty bad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh. So uh, next guy, Tyler Eifert, 24 years old. Uh, you know, a late late first-round pick, maybe in most leagues, I think, he in most dynasty leagues he got drafted a couple years ago. Uh, he was probably a late first-round pick and not really high second. You know, Jermaine Gresham's gone. Still have a really nice dynamic offense in there, minus Andy Dalton. 
hearing really good things about him in OTAs where he's catching everything. I think Tyler Tyler Efert's a nice a nice real like buy low guy who's twenty four who's a firm, former first round pick that's on that list. Like he's somebody that like we went through the the guys he we obviously mentioned him like ooh you know this is a guy we kind of should bring up. Yeah, I like him. Uh, my my only concern is like, there's there's a lot of stars in Cincinnati in terms of a lot of guys that demand or could are capable of producing with the ball in their hand. And it's like, is there enough balls to go around? You well, at I mean? the same time, I mean, he, I mean, I think I always felt like Jermaine Gresham was one of those guys. He was targeted enough. He just had really bad hands. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he just wasn't really good enough to get the job done. And if I think if Eifert can pan out to what his first round ability is, I think he's somebody that would suit Andy Dalton really well. You know, I mean, Marvin Jones is a is a big play receiver. AJ Green's a big play receiver. Muhammad Sanu, uh, Jeremy Hill, Giovanni Bernard. You know, like there's a lot of legit. There's a lot of, there's a lot of guys, around. man. You know, but, I mean, so. he's somebody that can establish himself. I mean, because let's face it. I mean, Tyler Eifer right now, he's not like he's not even on the radar. You know what I mean? No, he's not. But he's somebody. Yeah, I would definitely if he's obtainable for uh, you know a bargain price I, he's a guy i would pretty sneaky yeah i mean he, i'd be willing to give up a second like next year's draft form like if i feel like i have a good like team, one of those like future late, like one of those future seconds. futures yeah yeah like where a it's not as bad pick. not as bad because you don't want to give up this year's second round no pick. no you no. never do right yeah you always want to give the same thing you want you want to you want to give up the next year's <laughs> draft. I had, move, I had to move up for melvin gordon he's like let me get your second this year i'm like no no yeah i want to draft that guy yeah, i want jalen strong man. yeah no way. Huh? yeah Next year's second's like, oh, he's going to be, there's no Because you don't, yeah, you don't know who it is. You have yeah. no one to associate it with. And those are always, people are like, ooh, I got like a 2017 second. You're like, what the, what the right. what is that going to do for you? What if it ends up being like the 2007 draft where you got nobody? Right. And that's a misconception because, again, when we do that old go back draft, like people just assume, like, again, I think like this year's draft was pretty good and last year's draft was so phenomenal that people are going to be like, Ooh, like these like it's always going to be that way. Right. And next year it's going to be like Like oh, I feel like wow, if I had hey. two first round picks, I'd fully just it tell myself only one of them's going to be good. And that's the way it has that's the way it usually is, right? Right. You know what I mean? We do, when we do, when we go back, you'll see last, you know, even cuz even before that like Monty Ball, Devon Austin, those guys were high round picks. It, yeah. A lot of these guys bust. You'd be surprised how many like if you're do if you're starting a dynasty league this year or last year the rookie drafts, and obviously this year, we'll ha- who knows how it pans out, but the rookie drafts are not always end-all, be-all. You need them to build a good team. And it's hope for when your team's bad. You know, you want the picks because it's hope. You know what I mean? You want to get that lottery ticket, you know, but... There's a strong 50% chance bust rate. Oh, absolutely. Again, I, I mean, we'll do, we'll do the draft recap uh, episode here in the next few weeks. We'll go over it and see how we want to lay it out, but you'll be surprised. Like, oh, well, that guy was in the first... The, we'll mention names you forgot about. You know what I mean? Yeah, or uh, you just don't even remember. Probably yeah, we went we went through names and yeah, there was names we like we don't remember. Like, wait, who was that? Yeah, what was that guy's name? Like guys that are like literally had no value. I mean, guys like Jamar. I mean, just think about it, like Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, well, everyone knows him. Though. I mean, that's what I'm saying. People took him in the first round. And you're like, oh man, Jamar, that's right. Yeah. How many fantasy points that guy give you? Twelve? Maybe. Negative twelve? Yeah. I remember there's one guy we talked about the 2007 draft that he went in the first round. And I had a, like. I couldn't remember but Kenny like Kenny Irons. Yeah. Bengals, right? Running back. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Whoops a daisy. Auburn. I remember that. Yeah. Woulda, yeah. coulda, shoulda. So um yeah. two more guys here real quick. Let's hit up. Okay. On. Wrap uh, it up. 
CJ Anderson, again, he was the 10th overall dynasty running back last year. Ceiling is extremely high for this guy. I mean, you could make an argument for number one overall redraft pick. Could be. I mean, he's really, uh, he's really somebody that you kind of. I mean, granted, there's like the Le'Veon Bells. And, yeah, but he's definitely going to be a top redraft pick. Uh, dynasty wise, for me, he just falls into that that category with man. I'm really uh, with Peyton Manning coming and get like ah, we're wondering how the Broncos are going to be post Peyton Manning. I took him in the fourth round of a startup draft recently. Mm-hmm. And that's where I felt like I was like, okay, I got to take him. You know what I mean? Like this, the, this value here is too low. Oh, right. But he's definitely not somebody I'm like, re- same thing. I'm not reaching on, you know? Yeah, no, I think that, I think that's there's still fair. Part about, there's still a deep part about me going, come on, buddy ball. Yeah, yo, you just want to be right, man. You just want to be right. If Monty Ball, if you didn't, if you weren't so, uh, you know, on, you know, sticking up for him or, you know, touting him or whatever the word I'm looking for is, you wouldn't even think twice about Monty Ball. I'll, 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 I'll twist a dagger here. And I'm sure this will come up once a year on the podcast. Yeah. But if you're new to the podcast, uh-huh. the worst trade I've ever made in Dynasty Fantasy Football ever was last year's rookie draft. I traded Monty. I traded Le'Veon Bell for Monty Ball straight up. Worst trade I've ever made. Out of 15 years of playing Dynasty. Well, that might be one of the worst trades in the history of Dynasty in all leagues. So your mom's worst <laughs> trade. <in history. laughs> your mom goes to college. <laughs> your mom goes to college. Yeah, it was bad. So I, I, I will always. I still think I always. I yeah. Uh, I'm. There's I, I nothing to say. There's nothing to say. It was terrible. CJ Anderson looked great. He could be great. Yeah, and I really and I young. really and I think for like this year, just just ride. You know, I I'd ride it. I mean, he's going to be really. I think he's going to be great this year. And he'll be. You be. He's probably. He's probably going to be somebody you probably get like really late in your redraft. Like not like like late first, high second in your redrafts. You think? I don't know. We'll no, about, no, 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 no. I disagree. Oh no, we'll see because I just started because I'm trying to get ready for it now for the site. Okay. Uh, for like, I just started doing my redraft rankings. Okay. Just started it. You'll be surprised on some of these guys I have on it because they're drastically different than everybody else. A little hint: I have LaShawn McCoy number three overall this oh, year. Fair Not, enough. Well, I, every other buddy I see has him like 12, 13, 14. Okay. But I just started doing my. I don't know where. I think I have C.J. Anderson in the first round there, somewhere around there. But oh, uh, I, I, you know, and it's I don't late know first round. Most uh, outside of like one, maybe like a rogue, uh, you know help my wife do a work league type thing. I kind of just like uh, remove myself from the redraft uh-huh. league. So I, may, maybe I'm way off base because I don't pay attention to it like I used to, you know. Um, I just would assume that CJ Anderson would have been like a hot commodity I think you, in terms of for the redraft. But there's some risk there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I personally, when I do redraft in my first round pick, I like to take as little risk as possible. You yeah. Know what I mean? And right now, I think the best value that you're getting, who kind of slipped a little bit, is Antonio Brown, personally. Yeah. But uh, we'll we'll do a redraft episode. Come okay. August. So, um, last guy on the list here that we're going to talk about, which blows my mind. Give the the shocking stat t- of the day. The guy is 25 years old, running back. Finished as the what was it last year? It's a running back overall. He finished as uh, the 15th overall fantasy running back last year. He's only 25, ladies and gentlemen. I feel like he's been in the league forever. Mark Ingram. I can't believe it. 
flabbergasted. When did he come in the league? Was he 15? <laughs> he must have. Him, hey, I could drive right to the NFL. I mean, unfreaking believable. Seems like he's been in the league forever. I don't, all the other stats aside, mind blown that he's only 25. He had, so he had to enter the league at 20 because, you know, he decided. His rookie he, he, year was 2011. Yeah, so he, his four-year contract was just up because he just resigned with yeah. the Saints. So it's just one of those guys that, and you know what, it, it, it probably has a lot to do with the fact that he went to Alabama and has played for a long time. So he's been on the, the football radar. radar for so long that, like, that's it makes these guys seem way older when you're when you're really good and especially if you pay attention to college football even if you don't you knew who mark mark ingram kind of su- you know he, he, he superseded paying attention to college football you just knew who he was it's like one of those things he just seems like he's been around forever because there's a dead period too because he did nothing for three years absolutely he was i mean he was number you kind of almost like you know like he's he's writing him off yeah, now he's like, kind of creeping back like he's He's one of those guys that you're like kind of bored. Like, should I just cut marking or like what can I well anybody just give me a second round pick for marking your right. I'm, I'm not giving you a second round pick. I want Jalen Strong. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? And now he's starting to come back. He's clawing. And I feel like CJ Spiller's gonna like kind of hurt him a lot. I think he's still gonna Bro, do well. Yeah. But I think he's gonna be maybe I don't know if he'll do as good as he he probably will. I don't know. It's kind of hard. I think he's just worth mentioning because I'm just shocked that he's 25. That's the only reason we're talking. Like, we didn't, like what are we going to say about Mark Ingram? That he's 25. Yeah, that's all that needs to be said. It's just mind-blowing. Last year was a, a big surprise year. It was. Ingram. No, because. He, re- I mean, he looked good doing it before he got hurt as well. Right, because Matt's always, you know, he's always been. And it's, I think partly because he owns shares in Mark Ingram. I drafted Ingram. Mark Ingram in the first round of it. Oh, okay. So I've had him forever, too. So to me, I was kind of like, hey. Yeah, and, you know, I was just never, well, I was at first, but as soon as he, like, kind of became the bad Mark Ingram, I'm like, oh, this guy's a bust. I was, like, ready. Just I wrote him off super early. So I, it took me a while. I think we even talked about it, like, you know, four episodes in a row. Like, hey, where are you at on Mark Ingram? I'm like, I think I'm finally on board. And then he got, <laughs> and then he got hurt. You like, know, see what like, you did yeah, to yeah, like. So I, that was disappointing. I feel like I'm, a, I'm a part of that too. Like I felt like when in the rookie year during my draft, when I drafted him, I had like in that league, I had like the seventh pick. In our league, in the dynasty league, he went like what number two overall or number one overall? Yeah, I thought right? number one, but I, think I don't number know. Number one, the, two. Yeah. yeah, he did go number one because then he took DeMarco Murray in the second two one. But I got him at like seven, and I stood up in the draft. I'm like, it was a, I think it was that was a startup draft for that league in the dynasty league, and I stood up I'm like. Or start up the first rookie draft. And I said, like, you guys obviously have no idea what you're doing letting Mark Ingram fall to me here at seven. And I remember, like, two years later, I'm like, hey, Rich, how was that Mark Ingram first-round pick going? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I feel like you do the stand-up announcement well, quite often. When do I? I'm this very- guy, and then you give a speech. <laughs> I can't believe this guy. And you give this whole dissertation, and then you're like, boom. And then you nail the guy who it is. Well, yeah, so. I feel I'm very confident welcoming people to the cardiac kids. You right. Know I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think except for some of the writer leagues, do you do that too? Like, I know every. Here's the thing too. Like my dynasty leagues, mm-hmm. every and even my redraft leagues, every league I'm in since I've been playing fantasy football for like, I don't know, twenty years, whatever it is. My team name is always the same. Cardiac oh, kids. I'm always a, I'm always the heartbreak kids. Always the same team. Always name. have. Always will be. Except <laughs> me too. Every league I'm in, I'm in. Well. We do, I only do a couple fantasy football leagues just because like mentally I want to like kind of enjoy each one. I, 
you want to root for the one guy. Right. Yeah. And I like, I really honestly, like more than two kind of drives me nuts. I did the RSO league, you know, out of, out of a favor for this league and they upped the ante. They put a nice pot up and they're sponsoring the wet, you know, sponsoring our podcast, different format. So whatever. So that's my third league that I picked up. I try not to do any more. Every time I mention any kind of league, you're like, no, no, don't want anything to do with it. Cause I want to enjoy it. And I want to root for the players or whatever that I have. But I also do a baseball league, a dynasty baseball league. I'm, I'm just, I'm always been the heartbreak kids every single time. Yeah. Sometimes like, you see like these names, you're like, wow, that's a pretty cool name. Right. But year to year basis, but I can't do it. I can't do it. I yeah. want it. Sometimes, yeah. I'm like, God, oh, that's so creative. That's so cool. I'm yeah, like, no, nah, I can't do it. Like, oh, that's pretty creative. Yeah. Man. Right. Yeah. This is the popular. You always see, you always, yeah, you always see those names. But yeah, same name, every league. Absolutely. Nice to have like, I think like a couple of the, like, like the industry leagues, I'm, you know, the dynasty nerds or yeah, dynasty yeah. nerds, but yeah. besides that, uh, even then I want to go cardiac kids. Like who the hell is this guy? Well, I even, even I think for the RSO league are like, we're just going, cause we don't know some of the, you know, they're listeners or whatever, you know, so we're using our Twitter name handles. Yeah. But if you click my team, I still have my Heartbreak Kid logo on my team page. You got it up there? Yeah, I had to. to. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and people do people ask me that a lot. They're like, Rich, like you're in so many leagues. Like, how is it even fun for you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how do That's you how I wonder it. Like And it all goes down to the me. For me personally, besides like my high stake leagues, which I really care about because it's just a lot of money to win. Yeah. Every league to me is more like I do it because I I'm just good. I've it's just I put in the time and I've just had success. You know, yeah. like I'm good at fantasy football. Like I, I win a lot. You know, I do this podcast. I I win a lot. I, but then again, I do so much research. I hope I would win right. a lot. You know what I mean? And to me, so always you bragging right now. Sounds like you're bragging. Totally bragging. Okay. Dude, I'm, look at me. I'm tan. Right. I'm looking good. Yeah. Man, I, good. I don't know if I go that far. You're definitely tan. <laughs> I mean, come 50, on. 50-50. I'll take right. that every time. Yeah. And, uh. To me, it always goes back, and it always will be, the original Dynasty Nerds Fantasy League. Like, it's always my first up. That's the one I'm always on first. Yeah. You know I mean, the Dynasty Nerds original league, those guys there are always, like, my, like, okay, these are the guys that I love. And everything yeah. else is just kind of like, it's like a business. You know what I mean? It's almost like, okay, I manage the team. You know what I mean? The Nerds team I'm invested in, I love. I guess is the best way to put it. Everything else is just like, okay, I go on there. I see what everybody's chatting about. I'll throw my two cents in. I'll make the necessary moves. But to me, like, if I want to pick up a player, I just go through every league and I go, okay, is he available? Is he available? Is he available? Is he available? Add, add, add. And it's just kind of more like a... A job? Yeah. Yeah. I I guess if I had your money, then I would be in 52 leagues. Hey, man. You're wealthy. I just... uh, I just pay with my winnings, to be honest with you. I haven't put money into fantasy football in a long time. The million-dollar man, Rich Dotson. Yeah. I always tell my wife, the day at, when I lose money in fantasy football for a year, then I'll cut back some league. You know what I mean? Right. Meanwhile, my leagues over the last like year have grown exponentially. Yeah, no I kidding, don't even man. Tell her what's going on? I'm like, oh, it's for the website, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you and your website. Yeah. So what kind of website is that anyway? I'm like, you don't worry about it. That's right. It's one of the top dynasty websites in the world. That's right. So speaking thanks, of that, thanks to the viewer, uh, the listeners yeah, out there. Yeah, thanks to you guys. Uh, the podcast is doing amazing numbers right now. Uh, it still blows mine my mind and Mike's mind how many people have to actually download the episode on a week base on a weekly basis thousands upon thousands of you guys and we love every one of you guys for listening and tell your friends I love I love when I see the podcast reviews like oh it's my dark little secret I'm not telling I can't tell my league mates come on man tell your league mates yeah help us out and 
shout out to all the people that bought shirts over the last week. We've sold out of large. Sold out. Uh, we still have some mediums and some XLs left. We're going to have to order some more shirts. If you want to support the site and buy a shirt, get on DynastyNerds.com, click on the shop button, buy an awesome T-shirt. There's like 80 people out there, at least with the shirts on, looking great. Uh, and to all the people over the last like two weeks since I've been gone on vacation, I went on actually iTunes and reviewed, gave us a, a ranking and a review. Thank you so much. It really, really does help the site. I, I will say it on a weekly basis. Love for everybody to on uh, iTunes or uh, Android app and give us a ranking and a review. It really helps the podcast, keeps the podcast on the top of the Dynasty list. If you Google, if you not Google, but if you put in uh, iTunes, you put in Fantasy Football, top 15 Dynasty Nerds podcast is in there, man. Thanks to you guys. So Right. That's uh, awesome. Just, it, you know, just. It's great to be recognized. And appreciate, you know? it. appreciate it, right? I'm not just talking to you, right? Which I do all the time, anyways. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, now we talk to you with everybody listening. Everyone listening. But, That's cool. You know, again, by you giving all, you know, you're just taking two minutes out of your time and go out there and give us a ranking review. It lets it lets you know the downloads help too. You know, the we have so many downloads that that kind of pushes us to the top as well. But when you leave, a, when you take the time and leave a ranking review, it lets Apple know that you're invested as well. And they recognize that, and they help keep us atop the fantasy podcast. And hey, man, just like Dynasty Fantasy Football, man, if you don't want to be number one, what are you even doing it for? That's right. And our goal is to be. So once we're done being Z, once we're done being Z list celebrities, we won't forget where we came from. All our original listeners. Oh, we'll never forget you. No, never. No. Yeah. When we rise to the top, when we when you see those reviews and say, "Man, how are you guys not on ESPN?" Well, first of all, that's that's a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> but we still it still makes me feel good. Right. Uh but we'll never forget the small guys. That's right. And you're not small, Dust. You're everything. <laughs> so corny. But so yeah, support the site, man. Uh it's as simple as that. Just get on iTunes, whatever site you're on, just give us a little rank and review. Get on dynastynerds.com and use the forum to talk to our awesome users on there that give out great advice. Uh until then, we'll be back next week with a brand new show to continue on the summer of Dynasty Fantasy Football. Three sixty five. And remember, if you have Eddie Lacy, get that bum out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> I kid, I kid. See ya. Next week, guys. Later. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.